1: where we discuss politics and culture from a conservative perspective. I'm your host, Brooke Says, conservative patriot, proud deplorable columnist, which you can find on AmericaOutloud.com under bloggers and talk radio host, as you can see. Uh, I am here hunkered down in the China virus quarantine bunker in my hazmat suit and face mask in Hillsborough County, Florida. I'm making sure I'm well social distanced enough so my county community Mission and EPG doesn't come after me. I hope you are too. <laughs> I am here with my co host, Colonel Jim Warshuk, who is also hazmat suited up. Um, he is the former Deputy Director of Intelligence at Sencom, served on the White, co- White House National Security Council, and is currently the Hillsborough County GOP Chairman. So, from hot topics to history, you can be sure if it's happening in America. I will be talking about it. Also, just so that you know, you can connect with me on Twitter. at It's Brook Talks America. Facebook. Email. You can email me at uh, America at gmail.com. And obviously, I said the articles on americaoutloud.com. If you would like to partner with the show, email me at America at gmail.com or... DM me on Twitter. So let's get started with this. Our book of the week, you know, reading is fun and fundamental, so we will always have a book of the week, is Godless The Church of Liberalism by Anne Coulter. Uh, here's a little quote from a review about it. It gives you a kind of good synopsis synopsis of it. It says, Though liberalism rejects the idea of God and reviles people of faith, it bears all the attributes of a religion. In Godless, Coulter throws open the doors of the church of liberalism showing us the sacraments abortion, it's holy writ Roe versus Wade it's martyrs from Soviet spy Alger Hiss to cop killer Mumia Abu Jamal it's clergy which are public school teachers it's churches, government schools where prayer is prohibited but condoms are free it's doctrine of infallibility as manifest in the absolute moral authority of spokesmen like Jean- Sidney Shaheen to Max Cleland and it's cosmology which in which in which mankind is an inconsequential accident. She is funny, smart, quick-witted, and she has a wicked tongue, but she is it's very smart. Her books are very interesting to read. You'd be outraged at what she talks about because she exposes the left in a very, uh, you know, no-holds-barred way, but they're very funny. So her books are very funny. I definitely encourage you to read, but that is a very, very good one. Um, my article this week is It's Official. Obama reluctantly endorses Sleepy Joe. In what looked much like a hostage video, Obama, uh, desperate because Joe is the last one left, uh, out of a diverse field, the old white guy, out of a diverse field of 29, he has to support Biden, who uh, has clear cognitive issues, is obvious to everyone, so we're acting like this isn't really happening. Um, Joe Biden is 77 and is the oldest person that will be seeking the election trump has been goading obama about it now that it's official after bernie has dropped out so it's actually done it should be fun um i can imagine trump has many moabs to throw at biden so i look forward to seeing that uh he won't really need it because there are plenty of videos out there which will be easy to find and will be all over the place now that it's uh done Obviously, we're going to be talking about the China coronavirus, or I like to say the Wuhan China virus. The numbers are going s- flattening, obviously. Um, it's, it's very tragic. There are still you know, lots of fatalities, uh, but it is definitely flattening all over the place. Um, but what's happening now is really what I want to talk about now. We talked about the numbers and the other stuff uh, in the last couple shows. But I want to talk about the Democrat tyranny. That's happening. And of course, who could have foreseen that, right? Everyone, raise your hand. Bueller, Bueller, Uh, among the casualties, uh, the atrocities that are happening are drive through church in Mississippi was shut down for Easter. How can you get more social distance than car drive in church? right? Uh, Tennessee protest was dispersed. Philadelphia police were seen yanking people off the bus for not wearing masks. Not a good look um, when police are already under attack. Might want to rethink that people, okay? Uh, And here in Hillsborough County, Florida, they tried with a curfew, spearheaded by Jane Chavez-Caster. Uh, unfortunately, it was. She's Democrat, but it was some bipartisan tyranny, unfortunately. But they did get so much heat, even in the safe seat of Les Miller, that it was rescinded 8-0. to zero. This is what patriots can do. Remember that, okay? It went from them trying to have a curfew and face mask to an 8-0 rescission. OK, this is what and and by the way, what the county should do is focus less on uh, harassing pastors and their citizen and maybe pick up the trash on the streets, which is everywhere and disgusting on I-75 and uh, 60 and everywhere in between. OK, so less less harassing and more trash pickup. Thank you. Um, one of the worst on this front, though, is the Michigan governor, Gretchen Whitmau. I like to call her Whitmau instead of Whitmer, uh, the the marchers were protesting in their cars, again, safely social distancing. We love that term, not. Um, but so what is happening there is that what is essential in that state and not in in another predominantly Democrat states, what's essential is liquor stores and abortion, but not church. Isn't that interesting? So you can buy seeds. You can't buy seeds or even go to your own second house to escape if you want, but you can buy weed. No seeds, but you can buy weed. Isn't that great? Lottery tickets, liquor, uh, liquor and have abortions, but you can't do that. Um, This is happening all over. What is the reason for that? Are people actually thinking about that? Taxes, right? They're not going to close down the revenue stream, but what's going to happen anyways in in their there, Virginia, New York, and, and California, and all of these other Democrat-run states that want to close everything down, they will be begging the federal government for money, of course. So just remember that. Um, I just have to say something, though, regarding the Michigan protest. Why do you bring a Confederate flag? Hmm? Is it a Confederate march? No. Don't bring Confederate flags and with Trump flags. I don't care what your position is on the Confederate flag, but... The only thing that was happening, you just give them ammo, right? All was on social media. It was a very important freedom protest. And all that was on social media was talking about the Confederate flag. Don't do it. Not necessary. Not important. Not a Confederate event. If you want to march for monuments being taken down, fine. Just don't do it, okay? It's not necessary. Um, This is a big power grab, right? Right. And as I said before, who could have foreseen that? You really think that these people are going to give the power back that they've been able to assume? Even when the country is fully opened up, it's not going to happen. You give them an inch, they will take a mile every time. It's a very dangerous precedent. Some, you know, I'm an equal opportunity criticizer. There were some so-called Republicans that tried to get on it, get in on this. Not going to happen, okay? So we need to hold them accountable. And one of the things that has happened here that is being exposed clearly in the numbers it went from 2.2 million supposedly that we're going to be that we're going to die to 100 to 240,000 to now likely about 61,000 which is an average flu season is that the models were wrong Okay, so all of this was predicated on models that assumed that 2.2 million people would die or, you know, several hundred thousand. The models were proven wrong. Okay, these are also the same. And now we have 25 million people that have filed for unemployment. So, 25 million people are unemployed based on modeling. I really hope that when this is all over, that we not only have reevaluation, but we have a serious investigation. Okay? I'm going to analogize this with the climate change situation. These are all, whether it's in America or whether it's worldwide, these are all bureaucrats that always are paid by their governments. So, it's with the climate change. Who, these are the same people that have been telling us for that the world is going to end in 12 years. The whole entire planet will be destroyed in 12 years if we don't allow them to spend trillions and trillions of dollars on climate change. Okay? There was an article in uh, Forbes in two, 2011 which disclosed emails refuting the science of climate change. It said these new emails add weight to ClimateGate. 1.0 emails revealing efforts to politicize the scientific debate. For example, Tom Wigley, a scientist at the University Corporation for Atmospheric Research, authored a ClimateGate 1.0 email asserting that his fellow ClimateGate scientists mut- must get rid of the editor for a peer reviewed science journal because he published some papers contradicting assertions of a global warming crisis. That's suppression. Okay, that is censorship. More than revealing misconduct and improper motives, the newly released emails additionally reveal frank admissions of the scientific shortcomings of global warming assertions. They go on to say, observations do not show rising temperatures throughout the tropical troposphere Unless you accept one single study and approach and discount a wealth of others. This is just downright dangerous. We need to communicate the uncertainty and be honest. He says, Phil, hopefully we can find time to discuss these further if necessary. Writes Peter Thorne of the UK Met Office. I also think the science is being manipulated to put a political spin on it, which for our sakes might not be too clever in the long run, and no, it will not. Thorne adds Mike, the figure you sent is very deceptive. There have been a number of dishonest presentations of model results by individual authors and by IPCC. Three themes are emerging from the newly released emails. One, prominent scientists central to the global warming debate are taking measures to conceal rather than disseminate underlying data and discussions. Two, these scientists view global warming as a political cause rather than a violent scientific inquiry. And three, many of these scientists frankly admit to each other that much of the science is weak and dependent on deliberate manipulation of facts and data. So I wanted to just put that out there because these things are very closely related related, which we'll get into in a minute. I am your host, Brooke Says. You are listening to Brooke Talks America, because we're on coming to a break. On AM 860, The Answer, connect with me on Twitter, Brooke Talks America, Facebook, email, and if you'd like to partner with the show, you can email me or DM me, and again, read my columns on americaoutloud.com. We will be right back.
0: More Brooke Talks America, coming up. Winning the battle for America's soul and preserving liberty is important to you. Tune in for Brooke Talks America, Saturday nights at 7. Brooke Talks America, with political insight and culture from the conservative perspective. From hot topics to history, you can be sure if it's happening in America. Conservative activist, patriot, writer, publisher, and advisor, Brooke Says. We'll be talking about it. Don't miss Brooke Talks America, Saturday night at 7 on AM 860. The answer. Welcome back to Brooke Talks America with Brooke Says. Connect by Twitter, at Talks America. Here's Brooks Says.
1: Welcome back to Brooke Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says. I'm here with Colonel Jim. We are on AM 860 The Answer. Remember to connect with me on Twitter, Brooke Talks America, Facebook, email. You can read the articles on americaoutloud.com. And if you'd like to partner with the show, you can either email me or DM me. So I was always talking about, of course we're gonna talk about Fauci, um, you know, regarding the modeling. So the modeling has been the predicate for all of this. We really need to rethink that, and the so-called scientists, okay? They're scientists, but, you know, we need to rethink that. Uh, So Dr. Fauci came out and actually was asked and said (laughs) that we might actually come to a position, to a situation where we would have immunity papers. Can you imagine this? So no papers for illegal aliens or for voting, but I'm supposed to carry around immunity papers? I don't think so. Right? Google and Apple are working on a tracking app. Let me ask you what could possibly go wrong with that, right? No potential for spying or control or censorship there, right? No. And uh, Bill Gates, as I mentioned last week, magically appears on the scene. Did you know this? Why did he step down from the Microsoft and Berkshire Hathaway boards in March 2020, just last month, right in the middle of a pandemic? Isn't that convenient? There's nothing to see here with any of this, folks, I assure you. It's all just an interesting coincidence, right? Not. Um, all over, this was interesting, all over his Instagram, he posted a, you know, a nice thank you to the frontline heroes, but on his Instagram page, uh, and I found out about this with the awesome Candace Owens, when she tweeted about it and brought it to my attention, it was filled with no, no, no from all over the world, Nigeria, to Poland, to Czechoslovakia, to Georgia, to America, to South America, all over the world regarding his vaccine. People... Instagram kept deleting it, but people kept pushing it, uh, posting it anyways. People see what's going on here, and they want no part of it. I really was happy to see that the world is waking up. Okay, it is the great awakening. Um, and speaking of Gates, he recently had a TED uh, a TED talk where he talked about pandemics and vaccine vaccines as well as a. Uh, talk on climate change and population control. He's really big on that all over the world. He's very pro um, birth control. So he's really big on population control and the correlation between population control and climate change which is basically global control. But it's interesting because Fauci also had a talk where he said that trump would deal with a pandemic in his first term again nothing to see here folks no don't think about it right i want you to talk about that jim uh play a couple clips about this and uh talk about that jim about the ted talks and the pandemic if
2: anything kills over 10 million people in the next few decades it's most likely to be a highly infectious virus rather than a war not Missiles, but microbes Now part of the reason for this is that we have invested a huge amount in nuclear deterrence But we've actually invested very little in a system to stop an epidemic We're not ready for the next epidemic. We need to do simulations germ games not war games so that we see where the holes are the last time a germ game was done in the United States was back in 2001, and it didn't go so well. So far, the score is germs one, people zero. Finally, we need lots of advanced R&D in areas of vaccines and diagnostics. There are some big breakthroughs, like adeno-associated virus, that could work very, very quickly. Now, I don't have an exact budget for what this would cost but I'm quite sure it's very modest compared to the potential harm.
3: This is really um, an interesting aspect of this whole thing. When you go back to, you raised the question about why did Bill Gates suddenly retire from from his lifelong work with Microsoft, Microsoft, and and now all of a sudden he's out there talking about the virus and pandemics and everything. If you go back to 2015, he did a TED Talk where he talked about, and we, and I think we played a clip of that, that uh, there is a very big danger to the world with regard to pandemics. And then he later in that hour-long presentation talks about the need for vaccines. And as you mentioned, um, there's a concern about uh, tracking people, And much of the research that people have done in the last few weeks about vaccines talk about the insertion of a microchip or a nanochip right into the vaccine with what would have all the information on people. And it's not just uh, medical information. It's information that deals with people's lives, their personal their finance, whatever. This is really true. Uh, One one world globalism where everybody is being watched, monitored, and then you talk about a vaccine from a standpoint where you have to have some type of identification or papers. Well, the vaccine, the nanochip, everything all in one comes together and pretty much answers the question of what Bill Gates has been talking about. So there's a lot of concern, not being conspiratorial, but just... um something to watch and something to pay attention to. And and, and I'm concerned that uh, the rest of the world can't go along with this. And certainly uh, Americans need to be very uh, mindful of this and they need to scrutinize every single thing that uh, we as a nation do on this. And I certainly hope the president is going to put his foot down and say, we're not going to do this because this is certainly a violation of our constitutional rights.
1: Absolutely, and it's not just that they want to do it here, they want to do it all over the place, and as you mentioned you know, the word conspiracy gets thrown around a lot, because if you question the orthodoxy, it's considered conspiracy, no having a brain having two eyes, and having you know, being able to think for yourself, it's not conspiracy, it's actually called intelligence. Right. So it's not necessarily a conspiracy theory to look at something and say, hmm, isn't this interesting timing? Or, you know, he automatically, he, he uh, magically appears on the scene, and he's the one that has the vaccine. So you're completely right, Jim. And I i don't think, you know, uh, Trump is obviously not, like no other person in the world, much less politician. He knows exactly what's going on. He's not going to go for that. He may let them entertain themselves and expose themselves, you know, for what they're doing, but he knows what's going on. Um, one of the things that uh, you know that really needs to happen, and we talked about this uh, in the past couple of shows, is China absolutely must be punished, and we need to bring manufacturing back into the United States. The media, which is an unbelievable, they're, they're going completely crazy that it's it's shocking even for me and i already know that they're terrible cnn is actually still running propaganda for for china and really all of the stations are they're against anything that trump is for so if trump blames china they're promoting china right china itself is doing a a massive propaganda campaign but it's it's really unbelievable i am very glad that Trump invoked the Defense Production Act. You know, he did it obviously to help in this current situation, but it really helps. Uh, And by the way, let us remember, because repetition is very important for people that might be tuning in or don't know or, you know, paying attention for the first time. It was Obama that had not replenished the stockpile of PPE and ventilators after the swine flu. Okay. In which, by the way, Infected 60 million Americans, caused 300,000 plus hospitalizations, and over 1,200 Americans had died before Obama declared a national emergency. So let's remember that, okay? But this will also really help grease the wheels for a return of manufacturing back to America, which is absolutely essential that be done now. We need to, and I know that there are a couple of, um, you know, Republicans who are pushing for that. Remember, The Democrats are criticizing Trump at every step. If they would, they would be praising Charles Manson if Trump came out against Charles Manson. Is that an extravagant um, idea? No, it's absolutely true. If Manson were alive and Trump said Manson was evil, they would say, No, he's evil. You can't say evil. Okay, let's just remember this. Trump defunds uh, the The WHO and liberals go crazy, of course. They love these multinational organizations. Uh, China even threatens the U.S. over this when we pay ten times what they pay. Is this hilarious? So China criticized the United States. China, which has unleashed this this horrible virus all over the world, and they have the stones to criticize Trump. I don't think so. I love Trump. Okay, I'm just going to say that. I love him. He's such a fighter. Um, The they, uh, and a little fun fact about the WHO director Tedros, okay, who has also criticized the United States for everything, right? While they've co- covered for the lying communist Chinese government, he actually nominated Robert Mugabe, who destroyed Zimbabwe, to be a WHO goodwill ambassador, right? Speaking of Manson, so he's like the Manson of Africa, and he wants him to be the WHO Goodwill Ambassador. He had to rescind it because he got a huge backlash. But, I mean, these people are insane, and I'm glad – I hope they keep talking because they just exposed themselves, right? China, that beacon of freedom, was just listed uh, and admitted into the United Nations Human Rights Commission on April 2nd, 2020. Can you believe that? In the middle of the pandemic, or what I like to call the planned pandemic, they were admitted to the UNHCR. China, okay, who lies, who disappears their people, kills them, has a million Uyghurs, Muslims in concentration camps. Where is the left about that? You know, they don't love, they hate Christians and Jews, but they, they, you know, um, protest for Muslims all the time. They're not saying. Boo about the Muslim Uyghurs, a million in the concentration camps, right? Um, China, who has the abysmal right human rights record, is in the UNHCR. I just want to play a little clip here too um, about even Bill Maher. Okay, Bill Maher is blaming China, which I think is funny because if you've lost a far lefter like Bill Maher you know you've gone off the politically correct edge. So I'm not a fan of his, but every once, you know, even a a stopped clock is right twice a day. So I just wanna play, he's right on some issues actually, but very few, but sometimes. Okay, you have to give credit where credit is due. Listen to these clips from him.
4: And finally, new rule, you can't yell at someone for breaking a rule you just made up. Scientists, yes, scientists who are generally pretty liberal, have been naming diseases after the places they came from for a very long time. Zika is from the Zika forest. Ebola from the Ebola River. Hantavirus, the Hantan River. There's the West Nile virus and guinea worm and Rocky Mountain spotted fever and, of course, the Spanish flu. MERS stands for Middle Eastern Respiratory Syndrome. It's plastered all over airports and no one blogs about it. So why should China get a pass? Congressman Ted Lieu tweeted, The virus is not constrained by country or race. Be just as stupid to call it the Milan virus. No, that would be way stupider because it didn't come from Milan. And if it did, I guarantee we'd be calling it the Milan virus. In 2007, researchers at the University of Hong Kong wrote, The presence of a large reservoir of SARS-CoV-like viruses in horseshoe bats, together with the culture of eating exotic animals in southern China, is a time bomb. Dr. Fauci says we should force a global closure of the wet markets because the current crisis is a, quote, direct result of them. On Monday, the U.N.'s acting head of biodiversity said the same thing. So when someone says, what if people hear Chinese virus and blame China? The answer is we should blame China, not Chinese Americans. But we can't stop telling the truth because racists get the wrong idea. There are always going to be idiots out there who want to indulge their prejudices. But this is an emergency
1: so we're on a break here uh, you're listening to Brooke Talks America on AM 860 The Answer I am your host Brooke Says here with Colonel Jim check me out on Twitter Facebook email me check out the articles on Amer- oh and Jim writes for uh, Colonel Jim writes for America on national security and stuff like that so and if you'd like to be a partner with the show you can either email me or DM me we'll be right back
0: more Brooke Talks America coming up If winning the battle for America's soul and preserving liberty is important to you, tune in for Brooke Talks America, Saturday nights at 7. Brooke Talks America with political insight and culture from the conservative perspective. From hot topics to history, you can be sure if it's happening in America. Conservative activist, patriot, writer, publisher, and advisor, Brooke says. We'll be talking about it. Don't miss. Brooke Talks America, Saturday night at 7 on AM 860. The answer. Welcome back to Brooke Talks America with Brooke Says. Connect by email brooke talks America at gmail.com. Here's Brooke Says.
1: Welcome back to Brooke Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says. I'm here with Colonel Jim, and we are on AM 860 The Answer. Make sure to connect with me on Twitter, Brooke Talks America, Facebook, email. America at gmail.com and read the articles on americaoutloud.com and as i said you can partner to partner with the show you can either email me or dm me and we'll talk about the election because everything is really about the election including the stuff that we just talked about okay because really at this point everything is about the election and even globally to tell you the truth because part of the issue globally is the pushback against the patriots okay the the national patriots who are fighting for their national sovereignty instead of these globalist unions like the Euro- european union is going to fall guarantee it with this absolutely so um but and i want to yes i'm going to get into the uh, o biden the obama oh biden the obama biden endorsement but i want to talk about a couple of other things which is that as he mentioned a couple of days ago, Trump wants to open up the country again, right? So ironically, it will actually be make America great again. I mean, it's great. It's always been great, but kind of it's it's back to MAGA in a way or back to I, I say make America work again, because really, that's unbelievably devastating, too. Anyways, so, Jim, why don't you talk about the three phase plan that um, President Trump talked about?
3: Yeah, exactly. Uh, and a couple of days ago, the president gave a press conference and he laid out the three play, three phase plan. And it's going to occur over a period of, uh, several weeks. I think most of it will pr- pretty much be implemented, uh, between now and May 1st. Uh, and we are already in phase one. And basically it's pretty much, okay, let's, let's see where we're at. Let's continue to do all the things we're doing. Social distancing, and I hate that word, uh, keeping the schools closed a little bit longer. And really what this first phase was designed to do is to alert the employers. This was, this is really all about the employers, telling them, get ready. They've got to call people back to work. They've got to put together work schedules. They've got to put together uh Schedules for deliveries of of products and and the things they need. It's basically we they've got to get they've got to open up when they're ready to open up. They've got to have everything in place, and so that's what that is. Phase two is let's start looking at bringing back the schools. Let's start opening the schools now. There's going to be some uh, pushback in a lot of states, but. The president realizes we can't have kids sitting there and getting into a complacent situation. They've, they've, this is important. This is their education, uh, and they need to get back to school. The other thing is let's start opening up the small businesses, the restaurants, uh, and all the support mechanisms that support all those efforts. So that's what phase two is. And phase three is everything opens up. We're we're back to the way we were Uh Business is thriving. People are going to work. Uh, by then this will be probably, um, almost summertime and, you know, schools are going to be out, but. People are going to start looking at the things they need to do over the summer, vacations, you know, the beaches and parks have been closed. Uh, people are going to want to get out of their house. And I can tell you, uh, if you watch social media, people are really fed up. So phase three uh, will will be the, the end all for us to go back. And I think it's a pretty good plan. A lot of governors are already uh, following suit uh, in Florida where we are. Uh, Governor DeSantis announced his task force to get going uh, and start start up the state again. So um, this is a good thing. It's it's offering a positive approach and, and letting Americans feel that things are going to be okay.
1: Yes. And please, let's get the restaurants back open. Okay. And I need to play tennis. So open up the tennis courts, please. If that's not social distance... Nothing is social distance, okay? We're like, what, 100 feet apart, whatever it is, I need to play tennis or open up the backboards or something, okay? And I need to go walk in the park. Anyways, it's, I'm just joking. It's not about me. But uh, one of the things that's happening right now, you talk about, about the small business, which is atrocious, okay, is Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer, but particularly Nancy Pelosi in this horrible, gleeful way is holding up the paycheck protection program. They're asking for two hundred and fifty it's it's out two hundred and fifty billion more dollars for the uh, small businesses, right? So she was actually on Jeremy Corbyn's show the other day with in front of two like five thousand dollars freezers talking about her gourmet ice cream. So where you like, Nancy Marie Antoinette. So if you're out of job, you either have a small business or you work for a small business and you're out of a job. Just remember that in November. Remember in November. It was Nancy Pelosi that did that. Okay? She doesn't care. They don't care. I think Jim mentioned it either in you know today or the last last week. They want this to go on as long as possible. They want the suffering there because they want to hurt Trump. It's disgusting and it needs to stop. Trump actually threatened to adjourn Congress, which of course made them lose their mind. Um, She has said that Congress is out till May 5th. He said he will do recess appointments if they don't get back to work to confirm his judges and cabinet appointments. Here's a little audio clip of that.
5: There are currently 129 nominees stuck in the Senate because of partisan obstruction. Many are nominated for vacancies that must be filled to assist with the coronavirus crisis and the resulting economic challenges. The Senate has left Washington until at least May 4th. The Constitution provides a mechanism for the president to fill positions in such circumstances. The recess appointment, it's called. The Senate's practice of gaveling into so-called pro forma sessions where no one is even there has prevented me from using the constitutional authority that we're giving, that we're given under the recess provisions. The Senate should either fulfill its duty and vote on my nominees or it should formally adjourn so that I can make recess appointments. If the House will not agree to that adjournment, I will exercise my constitutional authority to adjourn both chambers of Congress. The current practice of leaving town while conducting phony pro forma sessions Is a dereliction of duty that the American people cannot afford during this crisis. It is a scam what they do.
1: And part of this whole thing, okay, in these words you hear, social distance, which is, it shouldn't even be social distance. It should be called physical distance, okay? But there is a psychology to those words, right? And really, the bottom line is about injecting collectivism into the common thinking and language. Jim, why don't you talk about that, about these words that they're using? Uh, The favorite, of course, I have said, if anybody says social distance to me after this is over, better watch out. Go ahead, Jim.
3: Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, Last weekend, I was called into a working group to put together the counter effort to all of this collectivism, uh, this social mindset that the political left and the mainstream media is You know, just dropping upon us. And they're really using this to target Americans. It's a, it's a propaganda effort. It's, it's right out of, uh, Alinsky. It's out of the communist manifesto. It's out of, uh, a lot of people who focus on, you know, what the, what the communists want to do. Uh, one former, uh, Russian spy who, um, defected to the United States, Yuri, but, Bezmenov, talked about the process, demoralization, destabilization, crisis. We hear that all the time, never let a good crisis go to waste. And the new normal and the new normal is we're going to forget about what happened and how you lived your lives before. We're going to dictate to you what the new way of life is supposed to look like. And it's very, uh, it's really scary because that's what they're trying to do. And this whole, they're using this pandemic as a method to um, psyop you and to propagandize you and to, to, to do almost brainwashing and as you mentioned social distancing you know we look at social okay that's bring everybody together and put it into a mindset where it's really control uh they keep using this we're all in this together we're working together in it this is accepting the situation as it is this is being obedient we're all going to work in this together um and as i mentioned a new normal uh that's being used uh sheltering in place uh, stay at home, safer at home, quarantine. These are all control words. It's totalitarian control to put you into that mindset. And they're realizing it's not working because, as we said earlier, people are getting angry. And then they start going after freedoms. And the biggest one they're going after uh, is Religion. They're at, they're going after Christian religious organizations, and you've talked about this uh, in previous shows and earlier, uh, where they're shutting down uh, the opportunity to express your religion. But, you know, when you look at it, we can go to the grocery store, we can go to Walmart, we can go to wherever else and be in contact with people, but we can't go to a place of worship and practice their social distancing. Uh, methodology. But it's all about it's all about control of that. And they know that religion is a major factor in people's lives and they have to get rid of that. And then finally, you know, we talked about it earlier about the vaccine. Everybody will get a vaccine. This, again, is authoritarian control where we're going to comply and we're going to do it. And it's really uh their effort this whole process, and you hear this, you know, th- there's been a couple of TV networks um, that have used those words over and over and again, and they, they've, they've played clips of them where they're all speaking in the same sheet of music. It's indoctrination, and, you know, we have to be cognizant that we don't let this happen.
1: Yes, and one of the things that is uh is with Trump's task force briefings, which are like FDR's fireside chats, is that people are paying attention. So they're seeing all of this stuff being exposed, including the Democrats. Right? They're they're uh, getting the information directly from the source instead of being propagandized. But you said something that you know in those words that you mentioned from that uh, that paper that you worked on. If you talk about collectivism and social, and you see this on social media, if I, they're criticizing the people that want to get back to work as as me threatening you, right? So if one person doesn't necessarily believe the orthodoxy of the scientists and the experts, you're a heretic, right? They used to burn people at the stake for stuff like that. So it really is... The science is the religion of the left. So if you don't believe it, and even some conservatives, so-called conservatives, have actually bought into some of this stuff. They don't question anything. And the reason why is they found everything else has failed. But the one thing that is makes people scared more than anything else is when you threaten their health. So this has been an incredibly masterful plan. To talk about it, of course, there's a real virus, but there are other real issues that threaten people's health: the suicide rate, the domestic violence, the child abuse. All of these things are happening too. They threaten the health, loss of jobs. They estimate that for every, oh my God, I don't have the numbers. There, there's for every one percent of um, employment lost is like ten thousand new suicides or something like that but it it, all of it affects your health okay so it's very important that people pay attention there is an agenda here okay there's a virus yes but there's also an agenda we you are listening to brooke talks america i'm your host brooke says here with colonel jim and we are on am860 the answer and we will be right back to talk more about the election
0: more brooke talks america coming up if winning the battle for America's soul and preserving liberty is important to you, tune in for Brooke Talks America, Saturday nights at 7. Brooke Talks America with political insight and culture from the conservative perspective. From hot topics to history, you can be sure if it's happening in America. Conservative activist, patriot, writer, publisher, and advisor, Brooke Says. We'll be talking about it. Don't miss Brooke Talks America, Saturday night at 7 on AM 860. The answer. Welcome back to Brooke Talks America with Brooke Says. Check out the blog at americaoutloud.com. Here's Brooks Says.
1: Welcome back to Brook Talks America. I am your host, Brooks Says, here with Colonel Jim. We're on AM860, The Answer. As I mentioned, connect with me on Twitter, Facebook. You can email. Uh, check out the articles on com. If you'd like to partner with the show, you can email me or DM me. Um, and uh, back to the election. So Obama endorsed Biden after the in the hostage video Bernie and Focahos have also endorsed um, Obama tried to assuage his far left base by saying and I quote we have to look to the future Bernie understands that and Joe understands that it's one of the reasons Joe has already uh, ha- already has what is the most progressive platform of any major nominee in history. I have to ask you though how does 77 year old bumbling Joe Biden look to the future? Hey, it works for me, though. I can't wait. Um, Obama and his wife will be out campaigning for Biden, which is great, but he won't be able to campaign for a an unbelievably weak candidate. The Democrat Socialists of America have tweeted that they are not endorsing Biden, and but Bernie's campaign manager says she's not either. From my article on um, the... Endorsement, Brianna Joy Gray states she's a former national press secretary, made clear on Twitter that she will not be endorsing her uh, follow her former boss, Bernie's lead, quote, tweeting, quote, with the utmost respect for Bernie Sanders, who is an incredible human being and a genuine inspiration. I don't endorse Joe Biden. He's not going to be accepted by the Bernie bros either. And despite the fact that the uh, consummate loser. Bernie himself endorsed him. Um, I just wonder how many will vote for Trump. Trump has been goading Obama and saying he just did, I think, either earlier this week or late last week, mocking Trump for – mocking Biden – excuse me, Obama for not endorsing him. So I – I think it's going to be interesting from now on. He doesn't need to, uh, he probably has a Moab ready to go, but I'm sure he doesn't need to because Bernie's so weak. And they're only endorsing him out of desperation. Everybody has to be saying, how did we end up here? This is crazy. Um, the same day that Obama endorsed Biden, though, a black Georgia Democrat named Rep- a representative named Vernon Jones endorsed Trump talking about what he has done for the black community. This is really important because especially now that Obama is involved, the race baiting is going to ramp up. Okay. And having a more balanced fight on this issue with people like Candace Owens and the walkaway and Blexit movement, as well as uh, black Democrats like Vernon Jones and Karen Whitsett from Michigan crediting Trump for his efforts will be important. It's great to, you know, Trump is uh, is the first Republican to really take on this fight he did say what the hell do you have to lose he understands that Republicans have not fought against this race bait and they've always been afraid to be called racist right it's ridiculous that the Democrats are the party of the Klan okay I don't want to hear it anymore but it's very good to have um, you know this on a balanced plane field Democrats have been Blacks have been voting for Democrats for years, eighty five to ninety five percent, and they've done nothing for you know, got nothing for it. So I wanna have this fight. It'd be really good to have. Trump gives no quarter, okay? And even though he, you know, he was up against Obama was up against him before in 2016. He doesn't have, he's never had to go against him directly, which he will have to do because Biden is terrible. Okay. There's plenty of stuff out there about Biden with China, his son Hunter, not to mention the videos. Okay. One of the Democrat uh, tactics, though, is to cheat, which they do, which Im- illegal immigration is, which they support, is all about. Okay. Michelle Obama is pushing for, and the other Democrats are po- pushing for vote by mail. That's called cheating. Okay, they understand what it is. Ballot harvesting turned uh, Orange County California from all red to all blue. It's cheating, and they want to do it. They know they can't win any other way. Um, Jim, I know that you, there are some new developments with the Barr and Durham investigation. If you want to just give a little, couple points on that.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Three things here. First, um, William Barr last week, or earlier this week, came out and talked about uh, things are going to get ugly uh, for the Russia collusion team, which we all know who that is, and all the things that came with it, and he used a word specifically called it 's a travesty and it was a travesty against this president and and that 's not a, a really nice word; it applies to gross perversion. Uh, of justice. And he is totally in context in using that. And so it's going to be important to see what happens uh, there. I see that as a signal that we're going to start seeing uh, persecution, so to speak, or, or indictments. Uh, and there's already um, grand jury set up. With regard to Flynn, uh, a new development, his old law firm, Covington and Burlington, all of a sudden, found information that they forgot to hand over to Sidney Powell when she took over as his, uh, attorney. And so that creates a new development and she'll have that new information to use in his defense. And the third big thing here was the declassification of the footnotes from the FBI. And what does that reveal? It reveals proof that the FBI relied on the, the, uh, the dossier, remember the dossier about, uh, Donald Trump in Russia, and they used it to secure the FISA warrants, which is totally fraudulent is a massive abuse of power to do that. And so those are really the three big things that are all connected. Uh, and they are going to help, uh, the attorney general and, and Durham go forward in their, uh, indictments and their prosecutions.
1: Good. And, uh, Hopefully, we'll be having Sydney on the show very soon to talk about that. That is great news, and uh, if you haven't seen that interview with Laura Ingram and, and um, Attorney General Bill Barr, it's excellent, excellent. And I saw the signaling in there too, so I look I look forward to seeing what's going on with there. So I just want to say, as we wrap up, I want to let I want everybody to consider the issue of tyranny and freedom and liberty. Okay, which is been steadily chipped away, not just at this situation, but in general. And think about something. Why don't we march? The left is marching about everything. I mean, if donuts – if they stop serving donuts, they march over that, okay? There are marching – march is happening now, but we need to keep that up, okay? We need to be fighting for our freedom, to preserve our freedom and liberty, just like the left fights for what they want, okay? There's a. am going to read a couple quotes here. Um, C.S. Lewis had a, had a has a great quote, and this is really happening here. This is how Democrats are getting away with stepping on our rights and liberties. Of all tyrannies, a tyranny sincerely exercised for the good of its victims may be the most oppressive. It would be better to live under robber barons than under omnipotent moral busybodies. Thomas Jefferson said, "'I prefer dangerous freedom to peaceful slavery.'" I do as well. There's a really good article. It says, viruses exposing little tyrants all over. There's nothing like a crisis to bring clarity. The response of some mayors and governors to the coronavirus pandemic in recent days has made it clear they think they have unlimited and arbitrary power over their fellow citizens, that they can order them to do or not do just about anything under the guise of protecting public health. We've now witnessed local and state governments issue decrees about what people can and cannot buy in stores arrest parents playing with their children in public parks, yank people off public buses at random, remove basketball rims along with private property, ticket churchgoers, and in one case try and fail, thankfully, to chase down a lone runner on an empty beach. All of this, we're told, is for our own good. Some authorities are even targeting Christians, which Jim mentioned, which my governor, Ron DeSantis,
6: mentions in this clip. But I will say this, in terms of the state's authority, um... Just because there's an emergency that does not give a governor unlimited authority and you see some of the things that's going on uh, throughout the country. You have uh, people driving in in a drive-through church service. They're not leaving their car. They're not coming into contact with anybody. They're turning on the radio. They're listening to a sermon and they're getting fined by the the government. i don't think that that's that that's acceptable i mean i don't think that that you cannot deny someone a constitutional right If what you're what they're doing has no impact whatsoever on this infectious disease and the fact of the matter is if someone drives their car sits in a parking lot listens listens to the good news and goes home that has zero impact. So some of this stuff I think is petty tyranny. I think it's been a huge mistake and um, what we've tried to do here is respect people. Obviously there's a lot of inconveniences with with this situation we find ourselves in Uh, but to do things like that um, I think I think some government have definitely overstepped their bounds.
1: Okay, these are things we really need to think about. Complacency is the enemy of liberty. Okay, They expect us to submit, and to a large degree we have. The Christians have basically acquiesced to the closing of the church at Easter. I would not have done that. I don't care. Anyways, um, so in closing, I'd like to read a modified version of the Declaration of Independence, which is appropriate for these times. When in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with one another – and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station, station to which the laws of nature and of Nature's God entitle them. A decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. That whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to themselves shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence, indeed, will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes, and accordingly, all experience has shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer, which, while evils are sufferable, than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they have become accustomed." but when a long train of abuses and usurs, usurpations epg pursuing invariably the same object invinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism it is their right it is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. Such has been the patient patient suffering of these citizens, and such is now the necessity which constrains them to alter their form, former systems of government, i.e., vote them all out. The history of the present Congress, state, and st- Senate, and state and local governments is a history of repeated injuries and usurpations, all having a direct object, the establishment of an absolute tyranny over these citizens. To prove this, let facts be submitted to a candid world. In every stage of these oppressions, we have petitioned for redress in the most humble terms. Our repeated petitions have been answered only by repeated injury. A leg- legislative and bureaucratic body whose character is thus marked by every Act which may define tyrants is unfit to be the ruler of a free people. You can only have conservative Republicans who will even come close to keeping up your constitutional rights. Okay? I stand by that. I will debate it anytime, any day. Okay? Now, as we fight, remember, you must stand up for your liberty. As Reagan said, they're not bequeathed to you in the bloodstream. You have to keep fighting for them. So, un- Till next time, I want to ask everybody: if you're able to, this is a random topic, but if you're able to give blood, please do so. The uh, there's a blood shortage now with all that's going on. Until next time, God bless all those amazing people helping us to get through this—from the doctors to the nurses to the truckers, farmers, cashiers to our military and to the politicians that are willing to work together. God bless you and God bless America. You're listening to Brook Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says, here with Colonel Jim. You're on AM 860, The Answer. Check with me on Twitter, Facebook, email. Read the articles. And again, if you'd like to partner with the show, email me or DM me. Take care. Until next time.
0: You've been listening to Brooke Talks America with author, publisher, conservative advisor, and patriot, Brooke Says. Connect by email, BrookeTalksAmerica at gmail.com. By Twitter, at TalksAmerica. And listen next Saturday night for more Brooke Talks America on AM 860,
2: The Answer.